your baseball life. Story came out yesterday. You know who that From the, the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is Monday with $7 Cousin Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you up until noon. Trent's play of the day coming up here. He's going to dig deep uh, for Circus Sports sponsors. That that comes up about ten minutes before noon, or maybe we should. Do we need to carve out that much time today? A couple of minutes will be okay. I would think, right? I got um, golf tomorrow. It's just up the road for us in Minneapolis. What's what's the name of the tournament up there? The 3M. Dane Mazzutani, didn't you say he was, yeah, uh, when, when he was on him. yesterday, he was waiting to do the media availability? Yes. Are the big name players, are they going to be there? Is JT Poston a big name player to you? I know. That's the no. The, that's the biggest name? Well, not the biggest. It's a guy they're going to be on, though, for the weekend. No, that's who you're betting. I'm uh, playing also the Osage kid, Troy Merritt. Oh, this is a disaster. <laughs> Who's got the coverage of this one? This, I believe, is a CBS property. Poor, poor guys. Um, yeah, you got you got to take some of the bad ones to get some of the good ones. I hey, guess. two wins in a row, back to back weeks in golf for me. You have had uh, a bit of a role here in golf, so I'm going to hand out two guys. Mm-hmm. I believe can win at the end. So, of the show. what are we going to do on, on your week's vacation with that sponsored segment? You're going to make a play. I'm going to make a play. Yes, I? absolutely. Mm-hmm. You also got to do the updates every day. Yeah, right. You do. I really do. Yeah, the updates of play during Murph and Andy and during the Fanatics. That's you. Will you train me? Well, I do it 51 weeks a year. You can do it a I, week. You know what? I can do that. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm 45 seconds. I'm a team. Look, I'm doing, the, I'm doing the Fanatics today. Whoa. Yes. Breaking news. I'm, do, I'm sitting with Ross Peterson today. Wow. You, know? you and Ross. I'm, huh? I've got a double shift. So Ross and you together, how much radio have you guys done together? Was he ever a op- board uh, op for you, no, co-host, nothing? No, so Ross was a, um, he was very instrumental in the 6.30 segment. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because I couldn't, I don't know how to do anything. Uh-huh. I, so I can't run the board, right? I can talk into this, but that's about it. So Ross would tape my get out of work, uh-huh. get home segment. Um, that would air at 6.30 or 6.45. These guys get away with murder. <laughs> I mean, they do. Different world, right? It's a different. You know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like, you know, when you're the oldest child uh-huh. and your mom and dad are all over you. And then once you get to the fourth one, it's go do what you want. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Just leave us alone. So it was records at 6.30 to 7. Uh-huh. Tiptoe out of here. Hope you don't get caught. Sure. Things have changed, putting them out. But yeah, look, uh, to, to answer your question, I did work once with Ross. You know what I did? It was the Prairie Meadows opening day of sports betting. Um, I came back and did afternoons with Ross. I'm not sure where Chris was that day, uh, but all of the shows were Prairie Meadows on opening day of sports betting. We did our show, and then I came back and did Ross's. So yeah, that was be the only day. And I think Ross leaves on vacation tomorrow. Oh, he does. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I got a lot of meetings this afternoon. I'm going to be in and out of the car, so 
I'm looking forward to hearing you two together. Yeah, I am too. I'm um, I'm glad he asked. Yes. Uh, let's get to Bill Bender. He covers college football for the Sporting News, uh, and he joins us. Hello, Bill Bender. Trenton, Ken, how are you? I am doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's a busy time for you, right? The SEC is in, is in full swing. I know you've covered that event in the past. Do they do it the right way? I mean, they drag it out, Bill. I don't have to tell you. You've covered the whole thing. It's what, a four-day event uh, normally, the SEC Media Day. Um, is that is that overkill or is, I mean, we hear all the time, it just means more. Is that another example of, you know, that uh, the two or three days just not enough? I mean, they have a lot of fanfare to that event, obviously, and they do a nice job. I've always enjoyed when I've gone down there. Um, by the fourth day, you are wiped out. Yeah. about that. Um, but in the same respect, by the, by the end of the second day at Big Ten, you're wiped out because you're jamming yeah. who's been there. So I've always thought, it's weird, I've always thought the, the three-day media day event <laughs> would be perfect for reporters, but I don't think the coaches and players, yeah. they want to get in and get out. Makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It's... Fun at times, but also being involved in it, boy, it can be a long, long grind. And so many people, so many well, national writers like you, or if you're on the local beat like us, you're all writing the same thing. So you're all mm-hmm. trying to just get any little juice out of that turnip and trying to find a different angle. When you go into one of these media days, are you going in wide open? Are you looking for a, a specific narrative that you're looking for? How do you kind of challenge when you're going in and wanting to get some information? How do you break things down? Yeah, I mean, it is tough. I mean, you have a plan for the stories you're going to write. I mean, obviously, Big Ten Media Day, everybody's going to want to talk the new editions and the new uh, look Big Ten here in a few years. But yep. you try to, and then, of course, the typical Ohio State, Michigan storylines that come with it. And mm-hmm. out of the Big Ten West, it's, yep. you know, can, can somebody win this thing in Indianapolis? And I, I think it's a pretty wide open division. So I'm sure we'll explore that. And I think Nebraska's interesting. I do, too. It's go time for that program yep. in a lot of respect. Yeah, no doubt about it, Bill. I couldn't agree with you more. Not saying that they're going to prevail by any means, and Wisconsin will be everybody's favorite, even though you know we're all looking for that team that, that can knock them off. So what is it about Nebraska? Is it just, um, you know, there's... You would have liked to have thought that there would have been a sense of urgency before this, but clearly the seat is hot now. And it, it, it feels like uh, if it's not this year, it's going to be somebody else next year when it comes to the head coach. Yeah, like I said, it, it's definitely go time for that program in terms of the pressure on Scott Frost, bringing in a new OC, bringing in a new quarterback in Casey Thompson. Going to have to play cleaner and, and you know, they, they they showed last year that they could play a bunch of top 10 teams and, and play them close. But now the next step is, uh, can they beat those top 10 teams? Can they can they go win a big game in the clutch? And they, they haven't been able to do that. So I, they're definitely one of the more interesting teams to me in, in the Big Ten this season. Big Ten as a whole going to be wide open for everybody, what, 2 through 14? Ohio State. How prohibitive of a favorite are they in your mind? And obviously, getting Michigan back in their building after last year, you know they're going to be smelling some blood in the water. Yeah, and their offense is loaded, obviously. That's been written about. I mean, we did all our All-American team. And when you have your quarterback, your running back, and your top receiver all either on the first or second team, uh, I mean, that's a good start. And that's not all they have on a skill position basis i know there's some concerns about their offensive line there's some concerns about the new look defense but i mean they've got the tough ones at home they got iowa and wisconsin at home too 
So it is a very fun home schedule for the Buckeyes this year. Uh, Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC. Boys, uh, he's painting a pretty, um, I'm not sure it's realistic picture uh, of this conference. The, the, the grant of rights, Bill, I mean, f- even if the Pac-12 and the ACC do come together in some sort of arrangement, how or do you think there's any way, and you know what, that an, a Pac-12 team would jump on board to uh, get on the same train was as far as same length of uh, the grant of rights? I mean, who wants to give that up for the next 14 years? That would be a tough ask, don't you think? Even if the Pac-12, you know, not dealing, not negotiating from a, a a position of strength by any means, but boy, that's tough to ask that you give that up to get on the same plane uh, as the ACC when it comes to that 2036. Yeah, and and it really is. And and one of the things that they were talking about with the expansion and. Jim Phillips noted it today is that Oklahoma and Texas, I didn't expect them to play through their contracts, and it looks like they're going to. And I didn't anticipate that uh, UCLA and USC would play through Grant rights mm-hmm. as well. And that's why it's, you're wondering, okay, what are the next moves? And a lot of it is connected to that TV. More than, more than we'd like to believe is connected to that TV. And that goes for Notre Dame and, and other schools that are being rumored to be in this expansion wheel. You know, just let me jump on that real quick. And I agree with you. Both Trent and I thought that Oklahoma and Texas would be there this year. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But have you heard, Bill, that the Longhorn Network is a part of a negotiation with ESPN that, you know, if if Oklahoma and Texas are let out early, see that is in time to play next year, uh, that the financial penalty maybe gets cut in half and we'll toss in the Longhorn Network uh, to make that happen and therefore... You know, the Big 12's got their, you know, they've got the Longhorn Network to themselves to do with it as they please. Have you heard anything about that? No, but, I mean, it's certainly possible. I mean, definitely the TV, they can move those rights around. ESPN is in a tremendous position of strength, too. You know, they're getting the SEC. They are the lead network along with, you know, the ABC combination in primetime for college football. That's the channel I flip through the most. But they have competition. Fox is... Big time. You know, NBC still has Notre Dame. CBS, I don't I don't have anything to back this up, but I don't know why they wouldn't explore staying in the college football game in some facet as well beyond CBS Sports Network. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely there's going to be a lot of pieces that move around in, on that end as well. Talking with Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we look at the all, all things going on summer-wise in college football. Jim Phillips, Boy, there were times it felt like angry man yells a cloud up there. Mm-hmm. Going back, talking about bowl games, how important they are. The continued outsourcing of some of their most important events, college football, when are they going to get out of their way? Bowl games, they were great in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Today, it's just not the same world. How important are bowl games still to you, Bill? Um, I still watch them. They're football. They are. <laughs> I think they mean, they mean something different to everybody. I've always said that over yeah. the last few years. Those people that say meaningless, I mean, they're not meaningless because for some it's a practice of sorts. For mm-hmm. some it's getting a look at next year. For some it's for seniors. I'm never going to say it's a meaningless game to a senior yeah. in, in a college football game. that's not going to go on and play in the NFL or play professionally. It's always going to mean something. And, uh, means something to the schools that get there for the first time. You know, I remember how I felt when I watched Ohio University mm-hmm. win their first bowl game. Mm-hmm. And it might not have meant a lot to other people, right. but, you know, I was very excited about it at the time. No, I totally understand that. You know, I, what I didn't understand, Bill, for the longest time is, 
you know, I get the the fifteen practices or whatever it is that you that you get in preparation for the bowl team. The, all the teams are bowl eligible. Shouldn't the teams that aren't bowl eligible get that practice time too? Because you know, after all, they need to get better, and and the teams that were better this year get to continue to practice. Shouldn't that? Um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they have to practice fifteen, and maybe it's optional for each school, but shouldn't they get the, that opportunity as well? Yeah, I mean, for sure, and I mean that's that's all that we're creating. So I think the postseason is going to go under some reconstruction too. I mean, it will, like Nick Saban says, it's all all of the focus is going to be on the playoff in some ways. But uh, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think they will revamp the postseason. I think we will get a twelve team playoff at some point, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen until all of these wheels of realignment yep. and super conference talk and. They, they, the power burgers know who's going to land where. I mean, remember last year at this time, Ken, we were talking about how we liked the 12-team playoffs, yes. and then Oklahoma and Texas happened. I believe it was this week. It was. Big 12 media days. Big the tw- day after Bullsby got up and said everything's fine in his conference. We're all on the same page. Whoops. All blew up. Speaking of the Big 12 and one of those teams departing, Oklahoma, they are the betting favorite again. In the Big 12, no, not as, though not as significant as they've been, certainly in some past seasons. Look at the Sooners. Brent Venables comes in. A lot of people think this is a home run. This is a guy that was always just waiting for the right opportunity, and that's why he didn't leave Clemson as a defensive coordinator for a long time. What do you think on the hire, and, and how good do you think he is going to be? Is this a guy that's going to be at Oklahoma for a decade, or after the success that they had under Stoops and then Lincoln Riley, how difficult this job is going to be for him? Well, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, Stoops and Riley obviously had some success, but I think they're a little bit undervalued going into this year. Right? You know, you forget about how much skill position talent they have. Their offensive line is good. Their defense will get a new look, and having Venables there will help with that because he's a defensive guy. He knows the program. He's familiar with it. Their schedule's a little bit easier, too. They have Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor coming to them. I know they got to go to Nebraska. That'll be a fun game to watch for all us traditionalists, but I think with Dylan Gabriel, quarterback, if he is healthy and stays healthy, they could easily win the Big 12 and be right back in that playoff pick. Yeah, they, they certainly got a chance. I, I think it's going to be a heck of a – and I think there's parity in the Big 12, Bill, as opposed to like it's Ohio State, right? Uh, they are home free. As you go to the SEC, you can make a case for, you know, really a couple of schools, um, Alabama and Georgia clearly, but who is that other school that might look – maybe it's A&M, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but would you go along with the fact that the Big 12 is uh, maybe has as much parity as any of the Power 5 conferences this year? I would say it's going to be the race that should be the most interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, um, OSU, State, o- Oklahoma State, and Kansas State could all, you could make a case for all five of them uh-huh. to win the championship. And, uh, you know, Baylor lost a lot of skill position guys, but they are going to be very good up front with a senior laden offensive line. So Texas, we always talk about Texas. We mm-hmm. haven't seen Quinn Ewers play yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be just fine. I think people are going to, overweigh their opinion on him at, based on the Alabama game. But no matter how that game goes, I think Texas will be in the mix in this conference as well. And if they're not, is the, I mean, where, where's Sarkeesian? I mean, if they don't get there after last year, um, and you know what it's like to be the head coach of Texas, um, how much pressure will there be for him to get it done this year? I don't think the pressure will be there as much. There's always pressure, but the it will really amp up once Arch gets there. Once they get Arch Manning uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, all the recruits that are coming in there, if he doesn't get it 
done, and by that I mean, you know, probably a playoff berth at the very least um, over that three-year period that Arch is on campus, then then they'll then it'll heat up. But uh, you know, they if they've got to learn anything, I think they let go of Charlie Strong too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Herman, there were reasons why he left, but there were good things that he did for the program as well. So. I think they're going to stick with Sarkeesian a little bit longer, especially based on how he's recruiting. You know, something that's bounced around in my mind, and I've talked about it a couple of times this summer. I don't know if I posed it to you yet, Bill. But what if Quinn Ewers, go, Ewers goes out and has a monster season? He takes them to the Big 12 championship. They go 10-2. and two. Arch Manning doesn't sign until December. If it plays out in that fashion and Ewers still has another year, is he happy to sit out for a year to be a red shirt or just a backup for a season before he ultimately would get that gig? Or could you see Arch Manning and the Manning family reevaluate and say, you know what, maybe Texas isn't the right place for us? I don't know that they would do that because, I mean, you look at Peyton didn't start from day one. Eli didn't start from day one. Yeah. Archie didn't start from that day one. And uh, I know this is a different era where guys want to play from day one, and most people are assuming that Arch will take that starting job. But I think when yours, I mean, that's the best possible case scenario for Texas, honestly, is they get him to ball out, and then Arch comes in and maybe sits or splits for a year. That would be the best-case scenario for Texas, keep them both. Kind of like how Jim Harbaugh has been able to hang on to J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. where that's going to get interesting this year. Indeed. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News. Bill, thanks for doing this. We will uh, speak with you next week. Thank you, Bill. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Thank Take you. Care. Bill Bender, Sporting News. So we talked a little college football. Uh, the Cyhawk game is sold out. The uh-huh. Michigan game is sold out. No surprise on those no, two. Not not a surprise. Um, what a slate! What a home slate they've got. It's a really really good one. Yeah. A lot of big games in Kinnick and a schedule that could easily flip one way or the other very very quickly. And you and I will have tickets to give away. I just got the text from Doctor Stephen Fuller. Uh, he's giving us tickets to every single game. Oh, that's awesome! All of them. How about that? That is wonderful, including Cyhawk. That'll be a big one. We're going to have to do something big for that one. I wonder how that's a good Put on your thinking cap. Yes. Last year, uh, Dan Welter got tickets yeah, to a game. Yeah, that was great when he won. Took his, his, dad. Dad, his dad for the first time, awesome. went to a game together. Awesome. Uh, they had just been reunited for yeah. the first time and just uh, pretty quickly prior to that, went to the game together, oh, had a great man. time. Dan stopped by our tailgate. It was great to talk with oh, him and his dad. And, it makes me tear up because yeah. I went through that too with my son, mm-hmm. and as you well know. Yes. Um, but boy, they, it works out, and boy, oh boy, it certainly is personally. And good for you, Dan Welter. You made me cry that night watching those pictures. <laughs> it did. I thought it was great. Anyways. It was really what? Hey, Venables. Yes. He's a crazy man on the sidelines, yes. right? Yes. Well, it, it's yeah. one thing as a defensive coordinator to be Can you do that as the head man? Did you did you witness what went on in Ames for you know prior prior to Matt Campbell? <laughs> well, in Matt Campbell Big Twelve Championship game too. Yeah, he's but had he, a couple but of those he moments. Couldn't hold a candle. No, Walt Roads and the that hard hat. Guitar, you know, the hard hat's another thing. But whoever made that, what do they call them? Gifts? Or yeah, whatever, the gift. Yeah, the round and round and put a. Oh my god, so funny! It really was good. You're you're a Venables guy. I if I could make a future bet that he's not going to make it five years, I would. I don't think he's. I just. Don't see it. Mm-hmm. Not in Oklahoma. And especially what they have coming mm-hmm. yeah, in the, the SEC. SEC. Right, right, right. That's also another boy, component. He's a brilliant defensive mind. Yes, he is. Oh, boy. How many of those guys have we seen yeah, fail? Fair, fair. Head coach is a different job. It's a CEO. Is it's it more not- so the failure at the NFL level? I don't know. the. I'd like to know the answer. Yeah. I don't know where you'd find it, though. But there's certainly been a bunch that uh, that haven't worked out. 
Uh, let's see if we can work out a way to put $1,000 in somebody's pocket. <laughs> Time for another $1,000 home run. You can go to kxno.com and enter this nationwide contest by entering the keyword Bills. Bills at kxno.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. You will have another chance in the 1 o'clock hour coming up with Murph and Andy. And then the Fanatics with Ross Peterson and myself this afternoon. Yes. 11.26. Off to Chicago. Cappy next. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. In certain states. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 51 515- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Five. 528-4429. The biggest pro football relays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit circusports.com. Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. The Waukee Farmers Market features fresh produce and live music. Head over to the downtown triangle from 4 to 7 Wednesdays through September 28th. They have something for the whole family to enjoy. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. Victory Mounds is used when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. And you-
Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Let's get to our buddies, David Kaplan. You know what the music means. Off we go to the Windy City. David Kaplan, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. How are you, Cap? All is good. I'm off of work for a week, so I'm up in Wisconsin. We have a house up here, so my wife's out of town with her sisters. It's me and my three dogs. No, you can't beat it. I've seen some of the pictures. At least I assume that's where you're doing some of your recaps with the water in the background. Uh, very envious of you, Caps. Great. Looks like a great spot to be. How long have you had it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We bought it in December, and so we are... I've been working on this house. My wife's amazing as like a designer. So, yeah, it was built in the 1890s. We put a lot into it. So is that where you're going to, I mean, you can't live there in the winter once it all ends for you, right? Once you and your wife get to retirement? I don't plan on retirement. I really don't. I'm the same way. It's frustrating. But but the way that the world is, you know, I feel like you can go what we do and do it from almost anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. We make plans, and the good Lord laughs. But our plan is to live six months and one day in Florida, so that you pay no state <laughs> right, tax, and right, then yeah. the other six months in Wisconsin, and then you know if I can have like a condo or something in Chicago where I could have like a home base if I have to do something there. That'd be awesome. Anyways, Cap, let's get to it. Let's give report cards. Uh, Let's ask you to get report cards on the White Sox and the Cubs, their first half of the season. Let's start with the White Sox, who clearly are – I know you picked them to win the World Series. I didn't think it's crazy. I still think that they've got a chance. Um, Your your thoughts on the first half for the White Sox. What grade would you give them? Um, Grade would I give them? Probably a C. They've had moments where they've been really good. They had a really good finish to their first half or unofficial first half because you had, I think, the last two you won in Cleveland and three out of four at Minnesota. So we'll see. They've had a ton of injury. Those aren't excuses. Those are just facts. Yep. But they've also had some of the dumbest baseball that I've watched in a long time, whether it's an 8-5 triple play or, <laughs> you know, guys getting picked off. Even T.A. said, Tim Anderson said that during the All-Star game, I have to be much better defensively. Yes, you do. So does the rest of your team. You know, we had Luis Robert try to tag up in the 10th inning on a fly ball with one out. So the fly ball's caught, two outs. Mm-hmm. He's trying to tag up. Well, the problem is you're two runs down, not one. So your run means literally nothing, and he gets thrown out, and the game ends. I mean, it's just stupid, dumb baseball. All right. Um, look, the, the, I'll just do the Cubs. <laughs> because Here's the thing, Cap, and I, I, listen, I love your recaps. I do. I love your passion uh, that you put behind them. And there, there's there's no participation ribbons in pro sports. And I, I said this to Trent uh, earlier in the week. They're, they, look, at they, they're playing really good teams, and they're – Playing them pretty well. I mean, they're not winning. The results aren't there. No participation ribbons. You're great on the Cubs so far. Uh, my grade on the Cubs. I guess I'd have to grade the Cubs in two different ways. Like, I think David Ross has done a really good job because he gets his guys to play hard. I think the majority of the team has played hard. But let's truly look at ownership front office the team they designed to me is offensive. It is. And I love Jed Hoyer. 
I do. And I'll always thank the Ricketts for giving me the World Series I was not sure I'd ever get as a fan, and I am a fan. But is Frank Schwindel part of your future, the next great Cubs team, as they put it? Absolutely not. Is Alfonso Rivas? Absolutely not. Right now, Nick Madrigal certainly doesn't look like he's part of that great next Cubs team. Nico Horner? Yeah, that was a really good draft pick where they got him, 25, 26, 24. Really good pick. Um, third base, is Wisdom part of the next great Cubs team? No. You're not going to sign Ian Happ? That's, to me, ludicrous, ridiculous. He's. I'm not telling you he's the next Shohei Otani, but those are the kind of guys you want. Switch hitter, good defender, yeah. great dude, leader. Like You're not going to have to pay him $500 million. How could you not want that guy? I would not be shocked if he got traded here coming up. So who on that team besides Suzuki are not signing Wilson Contreras? Jan Gomes certainly isn't part of the next great Cubs team. Go to their pitching staff. Keegan Thompson? Yep. Maybe. Yep. Steele? Yep. Maybe. Kyle Hendricks? Eesh. He's not part of the next great Cubs team. Nope. He's, you know, trending in the wrong direction because he's getting older. I love Kyle, but his best days are certainly behind him. Is David Robertson? He's 37 years old. Right. No. So please explain to me all the people that say to me, well, the team's in so much better shape than when the Ricketts and Theo took over. Are you sure about that? Because in your minor league system right now, I don't know who's going to make it. And if we go back to the minor leagues the day Theo walked in, there was this minor league kid named Wilson Contreras. He's a three-time all-star starter. Theo didn't sign him. Jim Hendry did. There was a kid named Javi Baez who was runner-up for MVP. Theo didn't draft him. Jim Hendry did. I mean, let's just be fair here. They've done an awful, awful job in player development. That's just a fact. And I hope to God the kid they drafted the other night, seventh overall, the pitcher, I hope he is the next Max Scherzer. (laughs) But I'll believe it when I see it because their track record says it's not. Hey, I want to go back to the White Sox. You mentioned the trade deadline with the Cubs and possibility of Ian Happ and all those veterans uh, moving on. The White Sox, if I put the over-under arms that they bring in at one and a half, real major league arms that come in, where would you take that one? Over-under one and a half arms that come in, come trade deadline for the White Sox. Um, I'm going to say over one and a half. Over. One starter, one reliever? No. Yeah, I don't see them getting a starter unless, you know, heaven forbid, somebody got hurt. Yeah. I don't see that, but I do think they will go and do something along the lines of adding to their bullpen. That they have to do, don't they? I think so. They have got to add to that bullpen. So I think they will. I think Rick's looking, but he also has to go out and get somebody that can play really solid defensively in the outfield because their outfield defense isn't very good. Cap, I took a little taste of Dylan Cease to win this um, Cy Young in the American League. I know He's not the favorite right now. He might even be like the fourth choice. But boy, oh boy, um, it, it, it looks like he has figured it out. Even Trent, who's his most harsh critic as I've ever heard. Because <laughs> uh, I, I never, every time I bet against him. He implodes. Yeah. yeah. And when I bet with him, it, it was the other way. He looks like Cy Young. He does now. He, he, he does. Cap, um, is that wasted money? On my part? No, I think he absolutely can win the Cy Young. Absolutely can win it. That guy's legit. He got screwed. He should have been in the All-Star game. 
that's just a bad, bad oversight. But that's part of White Sox stink, as I like to call it, that's on them, because the team is underachieved. If that team was in first place, Dylan Cease is in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Liam Hendricks wouldn't have had to been a late addition. He would have been picked. So I like Dylan Cease, and I can tell you, the head of their minor league system, when they had Jimenez, Robert, like a bunch of dudes still in the minors, we asked him, you have to bet on one prospect on your team, one guy. Is it Luis Robert? He said, absolutely not. It's Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. That's the one guy I'm convinced will be a superstar. That's a great question. And he really looks like he will be. Less than a week away now from the opening of training camp for the Chicago Bears. Bears, not a lot of expectations. What's the buzz going to be? What's going to be the excitement outside of the quarterback position, seeing the development of fields in year number two? What else is out there to get excited just for the general fan? I guess how the offense looks. I mean, I guess. <laughs> how you know, does it look like Matt Nagy's offense just never looked like a pro offense. It just didn't. But maybe Luke Getze gets this offense where you want it to be. Maybe. Because if he doesn't, then I don't know what you do. I had Steve Young I interviewed uh, last week, and that interview is going to run today. And I said to Steve, "Can you? let's assume the Bears go 4-13 or worse. Can you judge Justin Fields on a team that loses – that many football games? And his answer was, yes, 100%. Mm. And I said, how can you say that? If the team's 2-15 and 15 or whatever the record is, how can you tell me you can judge it? He said, because you're judging what you're watching every Sunday. He said, the way we judge in the NFL is what we see in meetings, what we see in the virtual reality room that we have. He said, all of that stuff. We see all of it, and that's where we make the determination. Boy, if we had receivers around this guy, or if we blocked for this guy, or if we did this with this guy, he said that's how we determine if a guy's a player, not just when you see him get his head kicked in on a Sunday. He said because some of it's out of his control. Cap might so. may, might uh, one of the things that they get excited about the fan base. I mean, when when can uh, when can the Bears sign the agreement with Churchill Downs, who owns Arlington Park, at least the land around it? They've already signed. Oh, this done deal. This agreement already signed. They have to get all the zoning right, or they uh, can get gotcha. out of the deal. Gotcha. So I'm guessing by the end of 22, turning to 23, you will know if. Indeed, this is going to happen, but I don't see any scenario that it doesn't happen. I do not. Last thing for me, I know you're friends with him. Uh, it, uh, it was surprising that Eddie Olchek is leaving the Blackhawks uh, and the uh, television booth after doing it as long as he did. I get his play-by-play guy who's been there with him forever, is retired. He's going to one of the best in the business, in my opinion, and John Forsythe, the play-by-play guy with the Seattle Kraken. That's quite a move. Forslund, Cap- you mean? Forslund, John, yeah, Forslund? John Forslund, yes, absolutely. He's really good. Um, I'm surprised uh, Olchek is, is making that move what's behind it and this had to really eat at him because man he drips blackhawks like i I have to be careful how i answer because he's one of my best friends Mm -hmm. so i know more than most know gotcha i can tell you eddie olchek loves the chicago blackhawks loves them 
And when you heard all the tears on his interviews the other day, yeah. uh, Eddie was – those were legit. Those are no crocodile tears. Eddie was brokenhearted that he is leaving. They just couldn't come to an agreement. And so, in my opinion, stepping back as his friend, shame on the Chicago Blackhawks for not coming to an agreement. It should be what what does it take? Now, again, if he's asking them for $20 million a year, I get it. Right. He wasn't. Uh, Eddie Olchek, you're getting ready to go through a rebuild and you got no better face of your franchise because your team stinks. You're probably going to move Patrick Kane at some point during the season. Um, Eddie Olchek goes into everyone's home and sells Blackhawks, and you couldn't get a deal done? Shame on you. I totally agree with you. I was shocked. Cap, great stuff as always. Uh, Talk to you next week. Uh, Yes, you'll be in Wisconsin on vacation. but I'll be back in the the studio on Monday. Okay, good. Well, we'll talk to you next next week. Thank you, Capper. Have a great day. See you, buddy. David Kaplan uh, joining us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our friend David Kaplan. We're certainly grateful to that. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. If you're uh, looking for manufactured natural steel, that's the actual uh, place of business. Of course, go online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. They've got Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. If you have a project that uh, is going to need that, whether it's inside the house, outside the house. Uh, give them a call. Give them a, give them an opportunity to earn your business. I bet they will. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. And you have that inside your home. And outside. Yes. Home, indeed. Uh, we will take a time out, by the way, tonight in the, in the community. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Uh, one of our neighbors is an Elvis impersonator. Oh, great. Putting on a show for the entire street. Oh, that'll be fun for oh, you. I got the invite. So you don't have baseball to worry about tonight. There's no sports this is perfect Trent, for you. I have to watch the ESPYs. We're going to talk about this all day long tomorrow. You know, you've been doing this song and dance for a long time with your wife. Uh-huh. That's why she's getting California. I might need to call Cindy and say, you know, Ken has nothing. We've already figured out our first segment tomorrow. We're talking about baseball realignment. Don't let him pull the wool over your eyes here. He needs to be watching this. I want a full report of that. I think I'm going to blame Jet. I, oh. I, I don't want to put my name. You're gonna blame the puppy? Yeah, he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's changed my life. It's unbelievable. I never thought I would be a dog person. Your little dude. Oh my gosh, I just love him. Uh, it's uh, well, a quarter before noon. We'll come back. This should be good, folks. There's nothing tonight. Well, but Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three. Trent Condon here for the Grumpy Grin. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show, I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. Well, my favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time. At the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Liberty. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. 
Visit CircusSports.com for Raceway.com. Family owned since 1970. Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs. Grills for that family barbecue. And a one-stop shop for all your lawn and garden needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's. True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at KempkersTrueValue.com. That's Kempkers True Value Meadows. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of the program. Trent's played the day momentarily. Just seeing the post on Twitter. By the Carson King Foundation. No, oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's, there's things still going on. I just wrote a check for $25,000. Mercy One, um, NICU. I'm not sure what that is. NICU, that is for infants. Is it? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Good for him. But what, a, what a, I mean, talk about falling into something, right? Yes. Never exp- I have no idea what he did before, but he's He worked really- in Prairie for a while. You're right. Yeah. I did, it was he in security? Was he, a, he was a security guard uh, yeah. at Prairie Meadows. He was. You're right. Uh, good for you, Carson King. Yeah, and doing a lot of great things oh in our gosh. community. What a story, right? Yeah, it's just amazing. Cyhawk. <laughs> game day. And people want to cancel that game. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what are you going to bet? Well, this should be good. What All are right. you going to bet on tonight? Well, we it's not tonight. You're going to do some futures. Nope. Okay. We got one afternoon matchup. Of? Well, first I was looking at WNBA because mm-hmm. there is a game. Okay. It's already started. Has it? It started at noon Eastern. Because I was all pumped up, and it was 31-33. Th- Who th- told us they... 33-31 what I saw it when I looked at the number. <laughs> Who told us they're making a killing betting WNBA? Oh, there, there's plenty of people out there. And there's some shops that are putting limits on WNBA because their lines just aren't it's, as good. That and what was, oh, Kenny White told us about college baseball. Yes, absolutely. About the, uh, the, the tournament in Omaha. That they are clubbing. Crushing it. There are pros out there yep. making big-time money. Well, there is something that I told you... I have a future on. I did it for our TV show. The UEFA mm-hmm. Women's World Championship yep. happening right now. Just one match today. They're to the quarterfinals. Uh-huh. It is England against Spain. England's a prohibitive favorite. So that's what we're going to do. We're not going to lay the monster money here. No, no, no. Uh-huh. We're going to play England. The Lionesses. Because, you know, the men's team yep. is the Lions. Yep, yep, They're yep. the Lionesses. Uh-huh. And we are going to have them to win in regulation, though. No extra time, no penalty kicks, needs to be done in the 90-ish minutes. That's how we're going to do, do it. Do they flop like the men do? Oh, yeah. Do they? Oh, no, yeah. They can't do, is it, do they? No, it's, it's not the same. Level. No. Plus 105. Win it regulation. Let's go, Lionesses. Because that's what I got, and then a bunch of golf for tomorrow. You want some golf picks? No, I don't. It's a terrible I tournament. I want you to pick up the phone and call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's a terrible tournament. All right, we got so, two yeah, who are, who are the, uh, who are the Who are the big names? Again, there are not big names in this tournament. This is here's your betting favorite. Let me bring up the uh, betting odds. Tony Finau, okay. Uh, Sun J M, mm-hmm. Matsuyama, okay. And then you get into Thigala. All right. You find Canadian Didn't lad. You bet him. I have before, not this yeah, week. Okay. Adam Hadwin, Canadian. There you go. That gets your attention. Cameron Davis, Cameron Tringale, Matthew Hubbard. Eesh. Charles Howell III. What did they do wrong to get this date on the PGA calendar? Yeah, can't they give us something a little better here in the really? Midwest? Good God. 
And we had the John Deere, and now this field. Well, I got two guys that I've identified. Okay. I mentioned earlier JT Poston. He's 37 to 1 at Circa. Other shops, he's 25 to 1. At Circa, he's 37 to 1. <laughs> you do the math. And my dude, you laughed at this. I made this guy one of my picks on our TV show one day, Maverick McNeely. Going back with the Mav. The Maverick. And betting both those guys, also top 20. And a few others. I got Fratelli. I got Cameron Champ. And I mentioned Troy Merritt, who is from Minnesota. Well, he, he's born in Osage. Went to high I school. grew up there. Yeah, yeah. Went, went to high school in Minnesota. I'm going to take him back home. A lot of friends and family. Top 20 for Troy Merritt. A lot of plays. Again, you can follow along with me and all my picks over at the Action Network. Well, and if you have been, you've had a profitable go of it because and you've it had a pretty been. good run. Uh, tomorrow we've got a double-dip Yankees and the Astros. How about that? I love that. Start to the post-All-Star Second half break. of the season. Last 30 days, up 53.61 units. That's a win in my book. That's going to do it. Murphy and Andy at 1, the Fanatics at 3, Hawk Central tonight at 6. Have a great day.